Hello, everybody. To another Just Enough Heshi show. My mic went down. We're talking, we're speaking here tonight, everybody, from the brand new studios of the Just Enough Heshi show, which is just going to get better and better tonight. By the way, welcome my uh, wonderful uh, uh, co-host, Soya. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I can't hear you, but that's okay. Still can't hear you. I don't know why your mic is not working, but uh, I guess they don't want you to work. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. So, uh, by the way, where is Bumi tonight? He's uh, on a hidden mission. Okay, again, with your craziness. Okay, <laughs> so I think he's going to call in. He's going to call in? Good. Well, yeah, Bo- we have a new number. We have a new number. Bumi's not here tonight. We're going to go up. We're going to give out the number soon. But uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about uh, um, uh, the impeachment that they want to do. We're going to talk about the arrests in the Capitol and what I've been running around seeing the FBI all over town as well as a whole bunch of craziness that's just going on in this city, guys. I'm lost. I'm very upset. We're going to have our quote and joke today. And we have a special guest call in, my favorite rabbi in the whole planet. His name is Rabbi Eli Ben-Chaim. This guy is just brilliant. Forget the, the Torah knowledge he has, the worldly knowledge he has, how many thousands of people he's helped in the Syrian community and the Ashkenaz community. Me, myself, he, he, he walked me through many difficult, dark days. And we are very good friends together. Me and him used to exercise together. We used to walk five miles a day. Why I'm still fat? Because he stops walking. <laughs> you read my mind. Anyways, I know, but Soya, don't make me make fun of your hair. Your hair is not good. Uh, at least I have hair. She doesn't want to talk into the mic. I don't know. What'd you say about my hair? Put the mic to your face. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> okay, better. Anyways, um, anyways, let's get on with our commercials. We're going to make them real quick today, guys. We have a lot to talk about. We have a new call-in number. Our number is 646-699-1697. We'll take your calls until we get it, the, the better number next week. 646-699-1697. Soya and, and Avon will be taking your calls, and there's a lot of echoing because they don't know what they're doing still in this studio. We have a lot to talk about, and we're going to start with our commercials, and we're going to start with High Tech um, Web Group. Uh, he's just a great guy. 212-235-2777. Jaime, you can email him at info at hightechwebgroup.com, I-N-F-O at hightech, H-I-T-E-C-H-W-E-B-G-R-O-U-P.com. If you need him for any of your services, from webs to designing of your web pages, this guy is just, he can construct your your site with skill and precision so you can finally experience a whole new world of business. High Tech Web Group, this is the guy you got to call, 212-235-2777, info at hightechwebgroup.com. Next, we have Tehila. Uh, Tischler, <laughs> TT Styles. She does hair, wigs, makeup, weddings, events, and all affairs. She will do you up to a T. You can reach Tehila at T E H I L A at T E E T E E S T Y L E S dot com, or you could check out her Instagram at Tehila at TT Styles One, and you can call Tehila to arrange for an appointment at five one six three six two. Six four eight four. That's five one six three six two six four eight four. Wow! And Bumi's not here, but she brings out the beauty in you. She brings out the beauty in you, and you know that we have a new uh, Tischler that joined the family a week and a half ago. And we had a big party, which everybody was invited. We had about 150, 200 people that came. I fed them very nicely. Her name is Layla Tamar. Beautiful, uh, beautiful name. name. I did not make fun of the name. I want my children to know that Layla Tamar, and of course my beautiful Mia Nava, who calls me finally Big H. H. Anyways, who's next on our list? 
Next is Cook's Power. Cook's Power, family-owned and operated company serving the Brooklyn community and local areas, committed to quality and superior customer service. They specialize in residential and commercial lighting, installation and repairs, as well as wiring or rewiring of your home or business. You can check out their website at www.cookspowernyc.com or you can call Cook's Power at 347-794-8236. That's 347-794-8236. Cook's Power, K-U-G-S-P-O-W-E-R at gmail.com. You can email him. Um, really, he's, he's really good. 347-794-8236. I want to, again, bring this up with you guys. Cook's is not a joke. Electrical stuff is very serious. Fires that can happen. You need the permits. You need the right qualified guy. I'm looking this over time and time again. If you're not going to do it correctly, guys, hey, you're going to get in trouble. And today, insurance companies, when there's a fire, that's the first thing they check. Be very careful what you do. Cook's power. What's their phone number? 347-794-8236. Call them up for an evaluation. Call Cook's Power and live a happy life. Beautiful. You know he's a family-owned business. Did you say that? I sure did. Okay, you see, you, know, you never pay attention to pay anything. Attention. I I now I understand why what Linda goes well, through. Well, what you did to me in, in California, in, in, in Washington, in Washington, whatever, you killed me. Anyways, we have Green Line Building Solutions. We do uh, plans, permits, uh, fire department violations. Criminal court, Department of Finance, Environmental Control Board settlements, building consulting, violation removal, construction management, owner compliance, contracting, licensed Department of Building expediters, and designs. You can reach Green Line at 871 0382. Don't forget to add a 718 first. 718 871 0382, located at 202 Forster Avenue. 718-871-0382. I just want you to know they were going to knock down somebody's building here in Borough Park. And I went with the commissioner, with my help, with the with what the speed with me and my partner and my teamwork, and we were able to stop this emergency declaration of knocking down this building, which would have costed this guy hundreds of thousands of dollars if the city did it. And we found a way to secure the building with engineers and proper thing and it didn't cost them that much and we got it to the finish line and I'm so proud of my team I wanted to thank my team for this guy and this guy was very happy as well 718-871-0382 I have two hours of constituent services I'm still at the place I didn't retire even though I'm planning on leaving in one month and 18 days do you want to know why I'm leaving in one month and 18 days because you're about to become the councilman. I'm going to. No, no, baby. I'm going to be running. Mayor? For, I'm going to be running for city council, and I will be uh, doing the signatures from February 22nd through uh, the end of March. Uh, we could use volunteers. If you want, you could do uh, email justenoughheshy, J-U-S-T-E-N-O-U-G-H-H-E-S-H-Y at gmail.com to become a volunteer. You can call my cell phone. You can join our team. But from February 22nd, I'll be out. But I'll be trying to help people and taking phone calls. Anyways, who's next on our list? We have James Meadows, a highly ranked traffic lawyer, former criminal lawyer dedicated to all moving violations throughout New York State. James handles all points related moving violations in New York City, Long Island, and upstate New York. Speeding, red lights, cell phone, stop sign, failure to yield, all the things you do, and improper turns. 
on traffic offenses. No, no, but James is not a joke because when you get a ticket... And, oh, you know, he's I, not a joke. I'm you a, have him on speed I, dial. I do, but and you just you know, I just got another... You know, I got a ticket a couple months ago. Stop and, bragging, Hashi. I postponed it to August 31, but I'm just telling you, these guys, Crackamo and Blablio or whatever you want to do, they're not playing around. They want to take away our license. They want to take away our liberties. They don't want us to talk. They just want to torture us. They want to find us like tonight. You know, I was driving here, uh, Sawyer, and again, two stupid inspectors stopping off at a barbershop, threatening him, threatening him. And just, just, and I videotaped, they wouldn't talk to me. They just do whatever they want to do. It's just unacceptable. You got to get yourself a lawyer. I'm telling you, James Meadows is the way to go. His phone number is Your eight. best chance to beat your traffic ticket is calling James Meadows at 845-T-I-C-K-E-T-S. That's 845-842-842. 5387 845 842 5387 or 845 T I C K E T S. Right, and you know James Meadows, um, he, besides uh, his phone number, I'm going I'm to say again, 845 842 5387. He takes text messages, so you can text him with your problem, or you can email him at J A M E S M E D O W S, James Meadows at gmail.com. One second, that's a, that's a, that's a, a number that you could text at the 845? You can, yeah, you can text him as well. Text oh, him all your wow. information. Oh, that's so cool. And James Meadows, you can email him, J-A-M-E-S-M-E-D-O-W-S at gmail.com. He's a very good guy. One of the top 100 uh, rated at, uh, at uh, all these uh, different sites. Then we have Plaza Auto Leasing. Plaza Auto Leasing. Wow. They're located at 2750. That's 2750 Nostrand Avenue, right here in the heart of Brooklyn. They have a website, www.plazaautoleasing.com. They're not only a leasing company, but also a dealership. You get the best of both worlds, the flexibility to lease or buy any vehicle, make or model, combined with quick service, huge inventory, and easy approvals. There is no finance manager to meet with, just a friendly pal, sales representative, that can handle most of the transaction from start to finish without you even having to step foot in their office. All you have to do is place your order, and they will even deliver your car to your door. What are you waiting for? Become a pal today. And pal, call what is pal? Plaza Auto Leasing. Very and cool. call Plaza Auto Leasing today. And don't forget to tell them Uncle Heshi sent you. You can reach Plaza Auto Leasing Pals at 718-975-9000. That's 718-975-9000. Where they're located? 2750 Nostrand Avenue. I feel like I'm being tested over here. <laughs> you are. 718-975-9000 or 2750 Nostrand Avenue. Really, they do deliver your car right to your door. And then we have Traveler's Joyce. We have uh, Yossi and Devora Life. They're just wonderful. And you know why I'm doing this commercial because Bumi's not any message. They're dealing with a lot of crazy stuff they and are. people and plans. Your best bet is calling them up. Because if you don't, you're going to... No, but I'm going to tell you about them. They are planning me a trip. You know, Linda's birthday is January 27th. Mira Nava, which I'm going to give a shout out, is January 28th. Plus, my nephew is January 28th. I'm January 29th. Besides my When's birthday. When's my birthday, Hashi? I don't know. I don't care. And you don't care. I'm joking with you. Of course I care. When is your birthday? February 9th. So it doesn't count. It's not in order. January 27th. <laughs> so me and Linda are going to be going down. I want to drive to Florida, but they're telling me I have to fly. Uh, and Yossi's making me miserable. He says, Hershey, you're crazy. 
you can drive. I'm going to fly you, and it's very cheap. He set me up a beautiful hotel, beautiful airlines. Yossin Devo Life, a traveler's choice, the only choice for your travel, 212-868-8698, 212-868-8698, traveler's choice, your only choice, speak to Yossi and Devo, really Devo, I don't like Yossi. They'll arrange everything. Everything, and he really did, he really did. From A to Z. And I hope Linda doesn't kill me, and we're going to start our show, but I want everybody to know we're going to repeat it a few times. Our phone number is 646-699-1697. We're going to take a couple of calls, but first we're going to talk to Rabbi Ben Chaim in a few minutes. He's going to be waiting on hold in a minute. Two, uh, 646-699-1697, or you can text me at 718-288-7844, some of your questions, and we'll see how to take Our care of it. Our lines are lighting up. Beautiful. 646-699-1697. Can I give you my quote of the day? It's a I'd wonderful quote. It. And guys, this quote is about me. I know you don't like it's it. It's always about you. It's always about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, so I'm so happy Bumi's not here because you, <laughs> you don't talk so much. The quote of the day. I miss Bumi. Okay, good. Can I don't I, have anybody to kick under the table. We've got to start the show already. People are screaming at me. Um, the quote of the day, spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. So get started and quit talking and begin doing. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty and their dreams. And let me explain this quote to you. I always try to make people happy. I always try to make people smile when they leave me. I know we all have bad days. and Everybody t- smiles when right. they leave I know, you. I know it's tough. And, but I love you. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> we had a good time. All you day. just said it. You know, when we drove to the Washington last week, even though you made me miserable for those 12 hours. That it, was the best <laughs> time of your life. Please, please. You made me crazy. Anyways, can I tell you my joke of the day? Linda told me not to make fun of her, so I'm going to try not to. Are you ready? When the boys were little, we had to renovate the house. So uh, Linda found us a rental agent to go with. So when we walked around, uh, the rental agent, the property manager, showed us a single house, a single family residence, and he asked the regular questions. And I was standing right behind Linda. I let Linda run the whole show. And she says, is your husband professionally employed? She says, yeah, my husband owns his own construction business for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like a big shot. And she's looking at me. I was a little proud. You know what I mean? Look at me. My wife is standing yeah, up Yeah, yeah, go on. This is a one-hour show. Then, then she continued. Continue. Do you have any children? And Linda says, "Yes, we have uh, Avram and Moishi, nine and ten years old." And then he uh, and then he asked her, "Do you, uh, uh, do you, you only ha- had Avram and Moishi?" Avram and Moishi at that Yaakov time. Yet? Yaakov just came then, okay. and then she, he said the word animals. And Linda says, "Oh no, they're very well behaved." <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay, but you know, I mean, all the kids are animals, so that's what she thought. She was a good girl. When my son, my, here's one more joke just to make it happy, and then we start the show. When my son Moishi was nine years old, he was very wild. He came home in a sad state, really. He, he, uh, he had a black eye. He had numerous scratches, a contusion. His clothes were just a sight you couldn't bear. And as we stood there, and I stood right behind Linda, Linda was horrified. And she said, um, my darling son, with tears in her eyes, she said, uh, uh, what happened to you? And she was being rebukely. And Moishi says, um, and she says, I told you not to pay with, play with the Goldstein boy. And Moishi says, do you think I was playing? It was fighting. That's the joke. Wow. Okay. You didn't get it. Okay, everybody. We're starting the show right now. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful Mira Nava, my two-year-old. She's turning two on January 28th. A shout out to Sergeant Peter. Wonderful Sergeant man. Sergeant Peter. Ellie, my friend. And Ellie. Dove Hiking, then Johnny. Right, we have to do that for him. And then Layla, uh, Lila t- tomorrow, my new granddaughter. Lila tomorrow. Such you, a beautiful name. I want you to know, uh, 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 we were at the Capitol, you and me. Uh, we would have never gone in, but we sh- 
should have been allowed to go in, especially reporters. But people should have been allowed to be in the stands to witness what was going on. And what happened was, is people went in and over. We didn't break. We didn't go through any gates. Right. We didn't touch anything, any property that right. we weren't supposed to. Right. We did not trespass. So. Anywhere? But I, I still disagree, and now they're impeaching the President of the United States. What do you people think about this? First of all, and he never said to go there and walk through a fence and break stuff and trespass and go. He said, we're going to walk over peacefully, use the word peacefully, and nicely, and just let them know that we're over there. I did if, that. No, I, no, no, because they're making insinuations that he instructed. But this is Instructions a, but would be, Sawyer. go in there... Tear the place down. Let them know that we're here. No, so, he never so, said yeah, that. This is what the government... And let me tell you something. If he had said something like that, CNN and all the other stations would keep playing it over know, and over I and know. over ad nauseum. You wouldn't... That's all you would hear. It would be printed on T-shirts. But, Sawyer, my, my, my point here to you is that they're impeaching him for freedom of speech, which now they're taking away. The same thing they did that to me. I incited a riot. I didn't incite no riot, but they just know how to pick laws and, and, and create... You know, we had 50 murders just alone in the last couple of weeks. What you are know, they impeaching him for exactly? I, I, What's the allegation? For incite. Incitement. You can't Inci- do that. First of all, he didn't incite anything. And you want to know something? You cannot. No, but I have no problem even if they incited. No, no, but I have no problem. But there's no committees, nobody to investigate, no witnesses were called because because the FBI is busy arresting 34 year old confused young men that are wearing fur pelts. You know, they came with right. The kid is a little lost, but he's not a kid. Whatever. He's a confused. He's a confused young adult. I was there. Dogs. They came to the dogs with FBI's police. This is what we're busy with. They're not busy with guns, drugs, or investigating. Right. We're investigating Biden and China. I just want you to, to see what happened over the weekend. I mean, I'm just telling you that uh, I'm, I'm going to read from you from a paper how there was a murder in a hotel. That's what they're busy with. Men, murders in hotels, they're letting go away with no problems. Shootings in the neighborhoods where young kids are being killed. Do you know there was even a, uh, some Democrat loser, which I'm part of the Democratic Club. He choked his wife. You know what I mean? We have so much of these problems, and this is what we're under. You know, they had an investigation for uh, Martin Luther King. So the FBI can do whatever they want, when they want, how they want to do it. And in Vegas, I saw a video of people just beating people up Black Lives Matter. This is ridiculous. You know where I'm going tomorrow? I'm going to the Bronx tomorrow because there's a bunch of old white senior citizens standing there a whole day saying Black Lives Matter. Uh, nobody else's. Nobody else's life matters. I don't know. But this is just crazy. What's going on with the FBI? What's going on with the police? They just doing whatever. They're they- not doing their job. Right. Right. Anyways, you want to call into the show six four six six nine nine one six nine seven. We're going to take a few calls. But you know what also happened? Mm-hmm. The Blablio canceled all of Trump's. Uh, contracts. He says, since he's a crook or a criminal, I'm allowed to do that. So you don't cancel Biden, you don't cancel all these other guys, but you cancel Trump's $17 million in contracts, and he's just an idiot. Because uh, first, whoever, first of all, no, he wasn't Bla- convicted of anything. Right, but whoever de Blasio gives it over to, I promise you, is going to charge the city double he and triple. He makes his own rules yeah. and, and, and 
He makes his own rules. They're not laws. He does things that are not legal. And I want to show you what else. Bozo. I want to show you what else is going on. They're going to post this on your screen now. There is, and I gave it to you in your paperwork. There is um, a document that is going around now, and we got the letters all over Borough Park. And I just want to show you what the mayor can do whenever they want with my Monterey's Hospital. There's a bunch of. I'm going to read it to you. This is from the Community Board 12. Mm. Um, they are now. They have eight buildings located at 961 42nd Street through nine. 983 42nd Street, 902 47th Street. I'm going to give you the addresses 914 47th Street, 926 47th Street, 864 49th Street, 1016 50th Street. 5001 10th Avenue, and I want the people in the community, your community, who are listening, to know what they're going to do is they took these homes, they had permission to make them into doctor's offices, and permission to make them in because it's part of the hospital. We give you, a, we let you break the zoning regulations, and you know what they did? They're now going to convert them into homeless shelters. That means the, the homeless people from the street are going to be taken out and given these housing supposedly cheaper. These eight properties are going to be turned into homeless development. Homeless development. Now I know we even months. I'm, I'm into the homeless, but you, you create a proper homeless. You there are people waiting on the list for cheap apartments for years. Instead, you're now going to give these apartments to. So the homeless. this is going to be all over next to the hospital. Not only over in center of a neighborhood that's been building a bar park and. The Community Board 12. We don't have enough housing for ourselves. And the Community Board 12 on January 25th is going to be doing this on Zoom. So nobody really could. I bet you they're going to be Zooming out. You guys have to scream and holler about this. I have a homeless issue situation. We should give out the Zoom phone number. We should give out the Zoom phone number. The Zoom phone number if you want to go and call in on... January 25th. January 25th. At what time? At 6.30 p.m. You can call into the Zoom at 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. I'll or, bring it up a few times. And you can call the community board, too, at 718-851-0800. 718-851-0800. And you should call your local councilman. How are you letting this happen? You know, people need housing. People need cheap housing. Now you're going to give it as a homeless. When I have ideas on how to help the homeless, how to bring the homeless back, how to give them uh, uh, training, how to take care of the children, you're just going to mess things up in the middle of a neighborhood where people built millions of dollars of houses, and there's so much empty land where you can build these places, but you know, they have to make a profit. By the way, the people who are going to run this program are going to get $25 million. You know that. Anyway, uh, nothing to discuss on that. Anyways, one that's more, uh, another story. Right, one more thing we're going to take. Mr. Cuomo, who can't control the state, Mr. de Blasio, who can't control the city, is sending 1,200 National Guard, to, they sent already to Washington, and they're sending 200 police officers. We need them here. We need them here to stop crime. They can't stop the crimes over here, but uh, we're going to send the limited resources and the limited funding that we have they're going to send it over to Washington. Right. Four hundred. Well, crime is for up. For what? Crime is up four hundred twenty-two percent. Whatever. Four hundred percent. It's just getting ridiculous. It's getting crazy. We have nobody in charge. We have nobody helping us. I don't know. I'm lost. I want to get Rabbi Belchaim on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Oh, uh, he needs his number. I texted it to him, but he didn't want to look at his WhatsApp. You uh, can call in at 646-699-1697. While we're getting Rabbi Benchaim on the phone, do you know what this idiot Schumer is doing? Without any permission, again, anybody who was on the... Wants to put everybody that was part of the capital thing on the no-fly zone. A punishment he came up with. And you know what else I heard? They're going to love this one. Dems threat to put Cruz and Hawley. These are senators of the United States. They're not only just senators, they're upstairs. 
standing righteous citizens that have done nothing but good for the community. They haven't lined their pockets with funds from China. And he wants to put them on the no-fly zone. I'm sorry. I know that. It's I crazy. I keep telling you we should give them free tickets out of this country. And I was watching a video to today China. when there were two people on an airplane and they started to defend Trump. You know, they were talking about Trump defending him. They threw, they them, threw them off the plane. Off the plane and there was 30 cops standing outside. So we don't have freedom of speech. We don't have freedom of movement. Fauci tells us now, uh, he was talking to Chris Cuomo, you got to wear your masks. The vaccine is good, but not good enough. But it might be good enough. But if you, it's good enough, but it won't cure all the diseases. Jesus, listen to me. All we wanted was COVID. He says it might not cure COVID, but it'll cure other things. Fauci, make up your mind. You're an idiot. I want you on my show so I can talk to you. I hate him so much because he's doing this for publicity. He doesn't really care about the people like our great President Trump that we're going to pray for. And may God bless you, President Trump. And I don't care what anybody else says. I don't know when. I guess they're going to call me in a few minutes and tell me when Baba Ben Chaim is on the phone. But we have so many other issues to talk about. Let's see. Should we take a phone call? We have we have something about we're this take woman. Ben Chaim. Let, uh, let's take him on the phone. Let's get him. Is he on? Hello? We're going to talk about that woman, too, in a few Hello? minutes. Rabbi Ben Chaim, how are you? Okay, Hashim here. Have no fear. I love you, my friend. You know me for at least eight years. I wish I could hear you. You're not, so, you're not coming in loud enough. But Rabbi Ben Chaim, I want to ask you something. You That's see, a very good number, by the way, Eight is a very good number. Eight is a very good number. We know each other. Why is eight a good number, you know Rabbi Ben Chaim? You know why eight is a good number? Why? Because eight is above nature. That's why we do the bris on the eighth day. Wow. Why well, you see, I told you this man is smart. Rabbi Ben Chaim, with all the knowledge you have in the Torah world, uh, some rabbis are saying the vaccine is there to use. Some rabbis are saying the vaccine is not to be used. What do you say? What's your opinion as, as a, as a, as a, um, a religious leader? What do you think? Is it, is it to think, do we have to do it? Should we line up to do it? It's funny you asked me that question. The other day I went to uh, visit my mom in Brooklyn. And uh, we were talking about that very subject. And uh, I was saying, personally, you know, I had the uh, corona already. And for me to take the vaccine, I don't know if it means that much. In fact, my brother was telling me that the people that once had corona that take the vaccine, they get more sick for three, four, five days than the people that never had corona. On the other hand, my mother, who's a little bit elderly and didn't have corona, it might be a good idea for her to take the vaccine. So really, it depends on the particular case. I would say that each case has to be handled individually. There's no absolute answer to that question. It should be uh, consulted with your local rabbi. But Rabbi Ben Chaim, they're locking down our cities. They're locking down our businesses. They're telling us if we don't take the vaccine, we're going to be punished. Now, Rabbi Ben Chaim, I've been screaming at the uh, government, uh, and you're a rabbi, and I don't mind however you come back at me, that I'm telling people to civil disobedience, to keep their stores open, to go to weddings. I mean, I'm telling people to fight back that we're allowed our freedom of the rights. People saying, no, Eshi, you can't go out, you can't have weddings, you can't have stores, you can't go to the parks. Am I crazy? Am I doing something wrong? Am I embarrassing God? I mean, is my fight uh, against our, our government that's taking away our liberties. Am I wrong? Tell me. If you're telling me I'm wrong, and you know I love you because you're the one who helped me with my two children's weddings, and, and you tell me, and I'll walk away because a lot of the people in the Syrian community are telling me, has she step away, and then some people are telling me, go back. 
Am I doing something bad by telling people that they're crazy, that to go out to take care of themselves? Am I doing something wrong? In other words, what you're asking me is they're telling you to shut down the weddings and shut down the businesses. And the synagogues. That, and the synagogues. Well, you know, we have, in the Jewish world, we have what's called chukah demdina chukah. That means the law of the land is the law. Although maybe the politicians or whoever is doing it have ulterior motives and they're not necessarily doing the right thing by telling them to shut down. But then again, the law of the land is the law of the land. And if that law is not necessarily going against, even if it's not going against the halacha, then we have to go by the law of the land. Even though we disagree with it, and we might, might not agree with their policies, for the time being, we have to, we should go along with the law of the land. Now, I agree with you on the law of the land, if a law is passed, but these uh, tyrants, these dictators, they come up with their own laws, they don't ask the community leaders, they're not asking the people, they're not putting it to a vote, you know, and they could put it to a vote, they could ask the community leaders, and they're doing it wrong, and then when we go to court, the court says, hey, Blabiol, hey, Kokomo, you have to keep the synagogues open, you have to keep the religious institutes open, so if that is overridden, and then he comes back Back again with a law that says, oh, the court is wrong because he has the power. I don't believe the law of the land is acceptable. The law of the land in America is created by the people. For the people, we the people. And and we did try it his way, Rabbi. We did try it his way as the governor. We did try it his way in California, and it doesn't work. And he's not willing to change his mind. Even now with the, vi- with the vaccine, with the masks, they're still against us. They're still torturing us, Rabbi. I don't understand. So if you're telling me the law of the land, that means we should close down all the synagogues. We should close down all the schools. Are you telling me that the court... The courts overturned what the governor said, right. right? And then the governor went back and created a new executive order, which when I get into city council, I'm going to first one of my first uh, 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 propositions of, of, of uh, a legal of legal prop, whatever I'm going to be doing, I'm going to make sure that no executive order can ever be done again without a state of an emergency. And I'm going to stop a mayor. The governor, the governor, the governor can overturn a decision by the court. He, he seems to do it. When the court gives something, he comes out with another executive order that overrides the court. It's not overriding. He's just creating a new law. That's my point. These people in government office and in city council, they keep creating legislation that we don't know what's going on. It's not transparent. And that's why I'm running for city council. People saying, Heshi, you know, like today I was talking to a magazine uh, editor and a few of my clients. Heshi, stop it. You're doing so good behind the scenes. You're fighting for us. Why go into government? I'm telling you why, because I want to do it from the inside. I want to do it bigger. Come on. If the law of the land is that they were able to blow $1.5 billion for the homeless just research or these guys, you know they're coming out with a new law. Listen to this one. If you're telling me that the law of the land is correct, Rabbi, if there's a law A146 that if you are sick and the government deems you uh, a health deterrent, we are going to take you out of your home and put you in a detention center. No discussion, no court case, no nothing. We're just going to do that. Is that acceptable? Because the government said that. Is that a normal law? It's a well, bad I would law. Say then you have to politically, politically, 
politically fight that. We're trying to, but we're going to lose because the politicians, Hello? we're going to lose. The politicians are there and there's nothing more you can do about it, Rabbi. There's nothing you can do to stop them. That's my point to you. The law of the land, shutting down our businesses, shutting, taking people out of their homes forcibly, tracking them, tracing them. We're not stupid. If we're sick, we stay at home. We took our tests. Most of their tests are wrong. Why don't we round up the politicians? Put them into something. All Quarantine is, all of them. You know, we're, we're now electing Rabbi Democrats in the in the in the council. Five of them are DSN, some kind of democratic, uh, I think, satanic uh, idiots. And 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 we're going to put them into the city council. I'm going to go when I get on the ballot. I'm going to go uh, for to, uh, to as well to campaign for other uh, um, councilmen not to let these idiots in. We need control of this city council. We can't let a crazy mayor in there, Rabbi. We just can't. We can't. I I, I still don't understand. Why you're telling me that if it's a bad law, we have to follow the bad law? It's it's a bad law that has caused millions of people of loss. You see what's going on, Rabbi? People going out of business. People are committing suicide. If anybody, you are the person that counsels people in bad marriages. H- how do you even allow it to continue? Well, part of this whole scenario we're going through is really part of what we call gullus. We are in exile. So God we is punishing in, us. I got we that. In, we got that. We got there, Rabbi. So no, you know, if you no, bring, means, but why doesn't He punish everybody? Why doesn't He? Why doesn't simple. He? Why? It's, Go ahead. It's very simple. What we need to do is we have to look into ourselves and see we have to how we have to improve ourselves, and that way, all of this business of what our enemies are doing and what's happening to us is because if we improve ourselves and we become better, then Hashem will bless us that the enemies of the Yidin will melt away. But, Rabbi, it, 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 but they're not the, melting again, away. If they're not, the, when you do Yidin, one thing, we do so much. Power, the Yidin's power is with their mouth, with, with davening, with prayer. But we do, Rabbi, Rabbi, listen to me. I hear you. Over the last hundred years, we've created more schools, more churches, more mosques, more synagogues. We do more charity work in America. Forget around the world. The human race has done so much to improve itself. Longer lives. We take care of the sick. We have peace corps. We have doctors without borders. We're doing praise. We're doing good. Sure, we commit sin, but sin has never gone away. But you're telling me that God is punishing us again. Again, and allowing a couple of major leaders like uh, Zuckerberg or uh, some people from Twitter, they're shutting down the president's Twitter account. That's the law of the land, uh, Rabbi. That's the law of the land. And according to you, should should uh, Donald Trump be impeached? Should Donald Trump be impeached? Absolutely not. Woman, well, I'm asking the rabbi. Of course not. But the law of the Listen land, to according to you, the politicians all voted today that he should be impeached. So why should he even get a trial? Just let's listen to the law of the land. Let's just give him, let's just impeach him. Our job is to daven to Hashem and to become better. We By are. davening to Hashem and improving ourselves, we will be able to create the positive energy that's necessary to fight off the evil. The evil, can, you cannot fight off evil. The, the, the method of the Goyim, which is the sword, and and the uh, the politics that you're talking about, is not the method of the Yidin. The method of the Yidin is through the power of davening, 
and the power of becoming closer to Hashem. Rabbi, you live in Rabbi, you live in Rabbi, you live in America where it says freedom of speech. It says freedom to religion. Freedom to do what you want, they're taking away our freedom. So we so we should give that up because a couple of bullies. A couple of bullies. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with what's happening. What I'm telling you is in order to be able to negate the negative and evil forces, we have to improve ourselves. We, we did. Come better. We all went the to shul. We sent out WhatsApps for people to say prayers for the president. We said tefillos. We had people looking up um, 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 spiritual, whatever you want to call it, gematrias, and saying how things were going to turn out in a certain way, and people should do things, and yeah. they did it. And, I, and I, how I, do you explain? How do you explain to all the people that did pray and 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 that did do good and did go out of their way and did pray not only for President Trump but but do extra good deeds and chesed? For this, how do you explain what is going on? It became worse. I'm not, not, I'm not that, asking women, so I'm not asking you what COVID is because I believe that uh, there is COVID, but I believe it's getting better and they're faking the I'm not numbers. About the COVID. I know that, but the rabbi is saying that these politicians that are that are tyrannically uh, 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 abusing us and knocking us down, and and we're allowing it to happen. We're allowing them to burn our buildings. We're allowing them to rob our stores. And you're telling me prayer. I got you. I'm doing the prayers, and we're doing good. It, they have just no Not right, but prayer. we can. But Not we can fight prayer. back. We can fight back. Why aren't we standing up and fighting back? That's what I'm asking you. The way to fight back. The way to fight back again is to help widows, help orphans. Be charitable, do good, do the positive things. But they don't want us to. Rabbi, they, Rabbi, they don't, Rabbi, they don't want us to. They're keeping us locked in our houses. They don't want us to work. They want to take away our buildings. You know what Mr. de Blasio, that idiot, said? Move out of New York if you don't like it. Who are you to tell me to leave New York if I don't like it? If I don't like something, I have a right to stand up. You know, they don't want He's wanna... not doing his job. You know right. what his job is, DeBozo? You know what your job is? Your job is to take care of your constituents who pay your salary, who pay the taxes. Right. You're not doing your job. And you want to know something else? Most mayors are responsible for tourism, for bringing in safe people and making things safe and making this beautifying the city and attracting um, um, and, income. And Attracting income and making it that you can have the Olympics over here and doing things to fund your community, your city that you were put in charge of, taking care of. And if you can't do it, Mr. Mayor, get the heck out of New York. You leave. We don't I wanna, want you. I want to I take a few calls, Rabbi. Let's take a call from some people. Pick up a phone call. Do we have anybody on hold or whatever? So we're going to, we're going to, oh, I see there's a problem with the phone line. 646-699-1697. They're going to try to fix it. Rabbi, I, I want to go to another subject. Um, the, the Twitter Facebook thing of shutting down the president. They can do this to anybody, Rabbi. You, I, that we can't get our message out. I mean, and they, they're canceling stuff like that. Again, according to you, that's the law of the land. The, the government is allowing these uh, no, agencies. Private, private enterprise. They're not private enterprises. They're using, excuse me, they're using our airwaves. They're using our internet, which belongs to the people in the government. Yes, they have uh, their websites and they're very big. Uh, they're able to, they know how to market their 
product. But again, these technologies belong to all of us. They, they have no right to censor anything. We're giving them a store. You know, the store is in New York City. Just because you own the building and you own the land doesn't mean you don't pay taxes. You are using the government land. You're using the government roads to get there. You're using the lights. They did, I'm just, same thing with Twitter, Facebook, and everything. You're using our airwaves. You're using our technology that was created. We're letting you use it. We're giving it to you for free even. And what's happening is we're letting you make money. And you're censoring a president because he hasn't been found guilty, but you don't like it. And it's not the first time I've seen this happen. It's just unacceptable. There are very few people. When when stuff like this happens, it has to be all of us. You know, the FBI is going to be uh, arresting people out of the blue. There's no um, grand juries. There's no nothing. You're just coming after them and you're saying they did something wrong. They didn't do it. They didn't burn down the Capitol. I don't know what they did in there. And I saw video. You know, Sawyer, of the police letting them in. The police letting them in the building. They were showing them in. There, there were there were some idiots over there. They did not. I don't believe that they all came in together. Maybe there was a cluster, a few little clusters of different people together that came in in the same car or were friends. But a, but most of them, I think, came in individually, met up, and they just basically had their own barbaric, stupid idea of going in. And you know what happens once a person goes in through a gate? Um, it's like a little stampede. Everybody else follows. There and must be calls. Let's take a call. No, I don't yeah, know. Sorry, people are texting sorry, me. Hashi, I'm still people, talking. Okay, people, are, you got to take a call. Listen, how he's trying to get somebody else. Anything to shut me up? There's a call that. Has Hello, to... you're on the air with Hashi. And so yeah, Rabbi Ben Chaim. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Hi. Who do we have? Looks like only Rabbi Ben Chaim. Hello. Yeah. Hi. You're on the air. Do you have a question? Nobody. They don't know how to use the phones. Too bad. I shouldn't have got these new... Hello? Yes. Hello? It's you and me, Rabbi Ben Chaim. How are you? Okay. As far as the Twitter and the Facebook, all that business, I think, you know, it's the job of the president and his people to uh, to, take, to take it to court. I mean, that, that's, not our, that, that's not our job. It's the job of the government. We have judges who are court. afraid to do the right thing. Don't have a spine. You know, Governor Cuomo kept telling us, shut down the city, shut down the government, shut down the state. Now, after forcing thousands of business to shut down, Cuomo says the cost of staying closed is too high. Shut down his salary. No, no, but all of a sudden he says, oh, shutting down is wrong. Now, we've been telling him this forever, and now he's telling, and you know what happened? Twitter, I want, you know, I found a, a tweet today. I, I sent it over to you, uh, Sawyer. There was a tweet that Twitter, listen to this. Ahead of the Uganda elections, there were hearing reports that the Internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. You know why? Because they strongly condemn the Internet. We, an American, can strongly condemn the Internet shutdown. They are usually harmful, violating basic human rights. So our Internet can shut down the president, can shut down regular people for posting things about Trump and against Biden. But in other countries where they don't want this to go on, oh, they're all in a huff-huff. This is just a double standard, Robert. That's what I'm trying to show you. We, the people, have a right. You don't want to go to a wedding? Don't go. I'm going to a wedding. You want to wear a mask and stay at home? Nobody's telling you not to go out. You know, people send me messages. Um, Heshi, you should die of COVID. Heshi, you're a bad kid. You know, a bunch of, you know, we had a wedding this week. 
where um, it was in the Syrian community and it was a beautiful wedding, gorgeous. And and they were very nice, they were very social distanced, they were really doing it. It wasn't Syrians a crazy know how to party. Right, but they, they did it in a classy way, Rabbi, the right way, something that was perfect. And you know what happened? They were so upset within their community, a couple of the kids called the police since the sheriffs couldn't shut them down. The police, they called the police that we were holding a woman hostage. A woman was being held hostage. The police came with guns and the women dragged their husbands over they were so depressed when the police came crashing in thinking that we kidnapped a woman during a wedding this is what we're teaching our children do whatever you want go wherever you want smoke pot wherever you want that's another thing rabbi what do you think about marijuana being legalized on a rabbinical uh, 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 clergy matter what do you think about it because everybody says the government said it should be good it's legal what are you asking me? It should be legal or not legal? That's what I'm asking you, yeah. What do you think of it? They're making it legal. I don't think it's something that's that's beneficial to our health, that's for sure. Because the Torah tells us anything that can be harmful to your health, you should not use. But so they're, saying, they're, saying they're, marijuana, health, they're saying marijuana is not... If alcohol, if alcohol or smoking is harmful to your health, it's not something you should be... But they're, say, but they're saying marijuana is good. They're saying it mar- was bad all along because they hadn't figured out a, a way yet. They hadn't packaged it yet, and they hadn't haven't hadn't figured out yet how to tax it. Now that they have all these years and all these um, politicians that were working on the side how to legalize marijuana. Now that they're able to put a few dollars in their pocket, now it's legal. But now, Do you get but, it now? You see, Rabbi, marijuana, the government says, is not harmful to your health. You and I know, never, Rabbi, how many, how many kids you and have I seen that marijuana has destroyed them, they've made accidents, they can't work, they keep stealing or they go gambling or they do bad things. You're right, marijuana is not going to kill them right now. But you know and I know when you're smoking dope, you're out of your head. You're not only doing it at night and you've lost your job, You've lost the will to continue. It's harder for you to wake up in the morning. I don't understand how you... I mean, I don't even know an idea of why we would legalize marijuana. If you want to even legalize it, you legalize it to grow it in your house, not to sell it on the street corner. Rabbi, I'm, I'm disappointed that you're not understanding that it's time for the people to fight back. You know, there was a governor, Chris Christie. He was a Republican and ran against Trump. I hate him. The man just went after people for no reason. What do you think about that animal? What I'm telling you now, as far as getting back to the marijuana, is if they legalize it, that has nothing to do with us. We don't have to use it because they're legalizing it. Just because they're legalizing it, cigarettes have been legal for the last hundred years. That's not something we should be using. We're not supposed to be using cigarettes if it's detrimental to our health. Yeah, but you can't Both stop. But that's my point. Right about that. But that's my point, Robert. You know what? You're telling me... Don't use it. But you know kids are very, uh, uh, what is it? What's the what, what I'm looking for? Kids are going to use what they're told the not to use anyway. Kids are going to use what they're not told to use. And you're telling me we can't sell it to anybody okay, under 21? Our job is to educate the children. But you, we've been trying to educate these kids not to use heroin, not to use uh, cocaine, not to use crack. And you guys are telling me, oh, my God, uh, 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 we can stop it. It's not being stopped. It's all over the streets. I mean, we have drug dens right here in the middle of Borough Park where I live in Flatbush. Forget uh, Bushwick, Bronx, East New York. People are selling it on the streets. 500 and something tons of cocaine were taken away last year. Yeah, and the, and the slogan 
in uh, the age-old slogan of say no to drugs all the way from the 80s. That's not working. It's it hasn't not, worked. It's not working, Robert. And, of course, the law of the land says drugs is not legal. My point is once you legalize marijuana, once you allow that my nephews are so excited, oh, we're going to smoke pot, oh, we're going to be able to buy it on the corner, oh, it'll be more medicinal, you have to have a license, stop it. You know it's going to get out there. People are going to have it on the black market. They're going to say, I bought, they're going to buy one bag of pot in a, in a, in a store and they're going to they're going to buy 10 pots, 10 bags illegally. And they're going to say, look, it's the same receipt. Marijuana is no good. Any drug is no good, especially for children. 100%. So how, how do you propose to fight that? Very simple. Never allow marijuana to be legalized. Never, ever to allow marijuana to be legalized. But again, the government is doing it. And according to what you just told me, whatever the government says is correct. That's my point to you. The government does not know what's good for us. They don't speak to community leaders. They don't speak to people. You know, we have in Borough Park, we've been building this community for the last 30 years that I've been here, but for 50 years. People have built their homes, invested in their homes, built new homes, built condos. They can't find place for their children, so they're building a, 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 a new condominiums, filing paperwork, changing everything. And all of a sudden, the city comes in to make a few dollars with, the, with some local hospital, and they're going to put homeless people here. Now, I like, I know the homeless situation is bad, and I have a solution of it. But just shoving a homeless person into somebody's apartment and not teaching them how to, to run a life when people are waiting on an apartment list for years for low-income housing, for years and months, people are living in squalor so they could get a, a cheaper apartment, and all of a sudden they're going to do it because there's $25 million in a program instead of giving it people who have been waiting on the list. Again, the government has no idea what it's doing. They have duplicity. You know, we have government agencies like the DOB, the DOT, the DOF, uh, the, the DOS. These agencies are duplicit. They have the same chiefs, the same commissioners, the same inspectors. Like tonight, I was standing and seeing a Department of Buildings a guy giving a, a violation to a barbershop. Why? He has no idea what's going on because the guy doesn't have the book there. This is unacceptable. And, and I can say when I get into city council, guys, HeshiTishler.com, and they better put it up on my website. Rabbi, HeshiTishler.com, H-E-S-H-Y-T-I-S-C-H-L-E-R. It's a corrupt government. Right, so I need to get in there. I need to fight from the inside. I want it to be transparent. Come on, guys. Get out there. Put some money into my account. And don't forget, I'm voting day and signature day. I'm going to be out there. Any now. amount counts. It doesn't and have to be I'm, a big amount. I'm not doing for big business. I'm going to be helping big business. I'm going to be helping little businesses. I'm going to create jobs for women that need to help to a second income. I'm going to create local jobs, work with local community leaders. And I'm going to make sure that everybody works together. And I don't need nothing from Anybody. And she's going to make sure that every single constituent's voice is heard. Now, I have a witness on the phone, Rabbi Ben Chaim. You saw me at a point in my life where I was pretty low, and I had nothing. They took it all away. And I was still able to help others. Am I correct? If there's a will, there's a way? 100%. No question about it. And I just didn't... No matter how down you are, you can help people. And you can do good. But you saw me doing and it. You saw me helping prisoners. Actually, at yeah. the end of the day, if you could go through legal channels... And you could become a politician or a councilman, and you could help the people get what's correct. Then, by all means, you should do it. But and my, you should be successful at doing it. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. But you know, they're saying once you become a politician, you're going to be corrupt. You know me personally. Do you think I might sway and become corrupt or change my ways after fifty-seven years? 
I don't think so. I love you. You are a delicious man. You are just a wonderful, good man. Rabbi, I, w- I want you to, uh, we're coming to the uh, the last 10 minutes of the show. I want you to, you know, this week is a, a very serious Torah portion of the week. Not that I want you to, to preach uh, 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 Torah because it's... Tonight is Rishchidosh. Which means what? It's the new month, right? It's the new Jewish month, correct? You know, it's my birthday this month of Shabbat. Go ahead, yeah. Happy birthday. You should live to 120. I love you. I'm know The Daf Yoimi of today was Masech de Pesachim, page 53, Nun Gimel, Gan. And the page of the Gemara says, all of a sudden, on the clear blue, the page says, why did Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah jump into the fire? Who is what that? Who is that? What, what fire did they jump, jump into? into? The fire. What fire was that you're talking about? They jumped into the fire when they were, they were, they were confronted by Nebuchadnezzar. Either bow down to the idol or be thrown into the fire. They chose to be thrown into the fire. What gave them the knowledge to know that they were allowed to jump into the fire? The Gemara says, today's daf, that they learned from the frogs. The frogs by the plague, the plague of the frogs by Pharaoh in Egypt. When Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem, to bring the plague of frogs, it says that the frogs were told to enter the houses and the dwellings of the Egyptians and to enter the ovens. It says they the frogs jumped into the ovens. So Hanani Mishal Azariah made what's called the Kavachemer. If the frogs that don't get rewarded or punished were able to jump into the hot ovens, how much we more humans so? should surely jump into the ovens. Ah, so and Rabbi, funny that is... That, the, that page of Gemara was today's daf, and this week's coming Sedra talks about the frogs. So, so I just want you to know, I just want you to know, Rabbi, that is exactly what I believe. I don't care what they do to me. I'm willing to jump into the fire. I'm willing to help my community, not only my only community, I'm willing to help my city, my fellow citizens, my fellow residents, and I'm willing to fight the big politicians no matter what it takes. And you know what? I, I, I love Trump, not because he was the greatest president ever, because the man was willing to fight the establishment. And look at them. These people held back our budget. They then allow it. Then you have an idiot like Schumer, who somebody screamed at him on the street. It was wonderful. (laughs) Somebody, I wish I was there. You don't know what I'm going to, I would have given him 10 times worse. These guys do whatever they want. They put you on a no-fly zone. They take away our rights. They shut down the city. They go out to restaurants themselves. They get paid while the rest of us don't get paid. I mean, again, I'm going to keep preaching this to you. 337 government employees, not one of them was furloughed, while the rest of us were not allowed to work. How is that possible? At least lay off half. Save something on the budget. We, we You know, $3 billion we lost in tourism. Instead, they're going to find the people to get it back. It's, and I see the cars traveling. I see the people going out there, but it's just whatever they want, Rabbi, and the government is wrong, and when the government is wrong, that's the beauty of America, that we're allowed to stand up and protest and say what we want, but you know, even according to Dershowitz, who's a wonderful scholar in, in legal stuff, says everybody's allowed to say whatever they want, you know, and just and like me too, when I was saying whatever I want, all of a sudden they said, oh, I rioted, I'm allowed to fight with somebody on the street, I'm allowed to argue or make an argument. He is the foremost 
expert in the world on on uh, civil rights. And, and still, they impeach the president because he made a speech. That means we're not allowed to talk. Do you know all those other presidents should should have been uh, impeached for speaking? We're not allowed to speak in America now. Today, freedom of speech is being taken away from us. I don't care if you say anything bad against the Jews. I don't care whatever you say. I mean, if you want to say it, don't be in politics. Don't represent us. But you have the right. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. And the government has no right because the government is the voice of the people. Instead, they torture us. And I'm lost, Rabbi. And I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know what to tell you. That that I, when your opening statement was that the government is always right. I don't know. Hashi, you left out. You know. No, no, no. That's not what I said. My, what I'm saying is, obviously, we're talking about governments that are going along with what's moral and decent and correct. There's governments and there's governments. There's a government that could be evil. That we don't, we don't necessarily have to go along with a government that's doing evil. And certainly, but you they're, have the, but they're the ones. But, they're, but we, we can't. Fire but, we can, but we can't fire them when it comes time. It's too late now. What they're doing is wrong. Like if a king becomes a king, automatically he just can't. He can't just do whatever he wants. And again, we have to wait till we have to wait till till the time is up. And that's the problem. If we wait, they're going to destroy our lives. More children are going to commit suicide. More people on drugs. And she tells to me, um, "What is that? Black Corona? I don't understand what you wrote over here." It was on the- news about how the the blacks are going to get relief funds for the corona relief um, corona funds and uh the whites the mexicans everybody else is not this is reverse racism i don't understand that i never heard that well you're the wrong color so you're not going to get um relief money for 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 the coronavirus if you're a business owner only if you're black i didn't hear that i heard they're giving out new pps No. no they're not to the blacks well, I believe anybody should get relief. I believe that there should be help given, but I believe if we open up the government and we let the people have their businesses, there's no relief that needed. Those small little relief things are no good. And again, the people are saying, um, I also don't think jail is a good alternative for these people, whatever. Right, Rabbi. The people who went into the, uh, into the capital, do you think they should be in jail for the next 20 years? That's what they're going to give them. The people that went into the Capitol are going to get 20 years in jail for walking into the Capitol. Well, they're probably not Trump supporters. <laughs> they, they, they are Trump supporters. That's why they're getting the 20 years. That's why the FBI is arresting them. They're getting them 20 years, but when we have murderers who get out after 10 years, or we have people that commit, you know, none of the Black Lives people that were looting and robbing, most of them were not caught. Now, we, with all this with technology, this recognition technology, why are we catching all those people that burnt and robbed stores across the country? There are a lot of videos. And by the way, do you know in, in Washington, state, they took over a whole section, including a police thing and, and maybe city hall over there at one point a couple of months ago, they made the autonomous zone, and they closed up a whole area and took away people, none of them were arrested, yeah, after a couple of weeks they were thrown away and pushed out they burned police precincts they burned police precincts, Rabbi, instead we're getting arrested for walking into a capital that belongs to the people that should have been allowed viewership that should have let people in there, I don't know I'm very upset about it well, I think you got the fire. If you're going to jump into the fire and try to do something, Hashem will help you because you're doing it with the serious nefesh. You're willing to give up so much in order to help your people that you're going to be successful. You're going to be able to make change. 
I hope you so. Make change. I thank you, Rabbi. That was my plan. That is my plan. And you know, I, I, I love my wife, and she's she supports me and what I'm doing. But again, she's we're tired. We're tired of people arguing the other side when when we're asking you to leave us alone. Go ahead, do whatever you want to do. You don't want to leave your homes. You don't want to wear masks. Go ahead, just leave us alone. If you think we're all going to die from the from the virus, then let us die. But either way, you're not supposed to be leaving your homes. You're not supposed to be having your, your business is open. So stay away from us. Why are you doing this? And you know what? A lot of the frontline workers now, I'm watching, I'm listening, they don't want to take the vaccine. You know that? A lot of nurses saying, I don't want to take the vaccine. I have underlying, you're forcing me to do it or I'm going to lose my job. I want to take the vaccine. I want to take it to show you guys, listen, it's a joke. Take it. I take the flu shot. I take the TB shot. I'm going to be taking the shingle shot. Take it, guys, because maybe this will end. But according to Fauci, that little rat, and, and God forbid, if you call him a little rat, you can get in trouble with freedom of the speech. He's saying it's not going to go away anyways. He's saying that it's not going to stop anyways. I don't understand if most of the world takes it and only 13 million people got the it corona. It may or may not work. Right, but only 13 million people got it. So 13 million or 100 million people worldwide out of 8 billion people. So you know that the corona can be beaten. And most people that got it, most probably you don't even know they got it. So it's over. What are we doing? Why are we torturing the people? And you know what I'm hearing? We can't even inoculate 1 million people. And there's going to be 2 billion uh, vials of this uh, of this vaccine ready to go. And why are we pushing it? I know that if I was in charge, I would have already had at least half of the New York City uh, inoculated. Now he's opening up City Field. Why isn't he allowing everybody? So many people don't want to take it. Let anybody who wants to take it, take it. And you know what? He's just holding us back to push us a few more months to get, and then I know what's happening. I'm going to be watching you, de Blasio. I know what you did illegally. And Rabbi, I'm going to be watching after. Rabbi, you were a great guest on the show. I love you. We're coming to the end. Go get him. Go get him. I love you, bye-bye. Thank you for calling into the show. I'm sorry, guys, about the phones. I'm going to try to make them work better. I don't know what went wrong. But what I want to give you my is my final saying and final goodbye to you. Guys, stay.